you need a long shot for a big score, you need silly underdog picks. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. It may be a long shot, but it's all you've got. It's time to pick your dark horse. Not your nose. This is Silly Underdog Picks. Brought to you by Volunteer Jose Gasket. Silly Underdog Picks. Now, on Darren, Donna, and Chase. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Uh-huh. Underdog is here. Yeah, whatever. Silly Underdog Picks every Thursday at high noon. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe, the Commissioner. Willie Donick here live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. We say hello to our esteemed panel. Can be heard on Morning Drive, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. He is the host. His name is Nick Kale. He resides in Nashville, but he's from Philly. So he's got a little bit of... Southern hospitality, but a lot of Philly in him. So, Nick, how you doing? Doing well, D-Mac. How you guys doing today? Oh, well, you're doing better than us, but, you know, that's that's part of competition, right? Got a new manager. You have winners, you have winners and you have losers. Is Joe Girardi a winner or a loser? Your thoughts? I like that. I, I actually like, like that hire a lot. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like it. I, I, like I it. do. I think it's a really solid hire. I mean, you could be the Padres and have everybody Googling your new manager. Yeah, his name is Jace. Is it J-A-C-E? Sure, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Google, well, will, it'll gets, autocorrect you if you spell it wrong. When he, gets, when he gets fired, he can do a podcast with Chase McCabe. He can call it the Jason Chase Show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a better chance up, of succeeding in radio than he does as the skipper of the Padres, in my opinion. There you go. But I don't really know him, so it's not fair. Uh, let's say hello to who Baker Mayfield is trying to be. A solid, incredible Cleveland Browns quarterback. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb is on the line with us. Kelly, how you doing? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> wow. Whoa. I try to give you a compliment, and that's what I get? Yeah, I'm over that, dude. Yeah, whatever. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to fight your boy Chris Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, then there's that kelly i will pay you a compliment because i watched your uh the riverdale warriors against oakland last week and i know it didn't go the way you guys wanted but there was some fight there and i like that so i will compliment yeah. you and your boys on that well i appreciate it i don't get into moral victories i'm not I know. i'm not over that you know i'm back i, I want to go denny green on people and say everybody wants to crown them champions but i'm not going to go that far just yet <laughs> yeah let's bring in forever titan chris sanders who was in gatlinburg over the weekend with his girlfriend um and still found time to watch his game and call make his rounds of calls to everybody just checking in to see how everybody's doing you know of course never checks in on losing picks but seems always check in on those winners chris how you doing Hey, Butch, how you guys doing? It's just a yeah, wonderful day yeah. today. Very chipper. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling me Saturday just to see how I was doing. That was very nice Man, of you. Man, the first of all, when I called you, like, who's this? I'm like, hey, bud, it's the champ. <laughs> oh, I, I knew who it was, but I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, so you've already crowned yourself. Is that uh, what I just yeah, heard? The, the champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Wow. Okay. Here. Wow. Here. We're in yeah. what week? I mean, when you yes. week, week nine coming up. My, you know, my, my new anthem, the champ is here. Week nine in October, he is crowning himself. Put that down. Put that down, Max. Note that. Commissioner, note that. 
Noted. In October, Chris Sanders has already anointed himself champ. You know, there's a reason why he said that. <laughs> <laughs> and D-Base, who also is on Morning Drive every Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Nick Kale. Hey, D-Base. All right, good talk. Commish, I turn things <laughs> over to you. Willie really Donnick. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Oh, we're having a good time on the show today, aren't we? With some are very, we very, very hey, chipper buddy. members of the panel and some people that are in a bad, bad mood. <laughs> there is a correlation with the win-loss I'm records I'm about to give you. I just, I'm over it. Oh, man, you guys need a beef on Weck in the worst way from here at Pete <laughs> uh, and Terry's. We, we oh, might be doing let's get that the soon. menus. Let's, that's a good call. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your commissioner speaking. It's time to recap the silly underdog picks presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. First, our online contest, a tremendous week for Mark Madden from Clarksville, Tennessee. 53 points he racked up. Wow. And so he has... 53? 53. Now, that is a very high score. What? A very high score for a weekly winner. By the way, we have also, speaking of that... A lot of great participants on our online contest. A lot of people playing. Let's take a look at the most popular picks. 25% of the audience selected Michigan at Penn State. They went down in a heap, although it was a competitive game, as we'll get to. Uh, 25% of the audience also taking Herm Edwards' Arizona State Sun Devils against Utah. So those were far and away. The most popular picks last week, the third place game was uh, Middle Tennessee against North Texas. And then the other one would have been Texas Tech against Iowa State. If you're curious, 83 people had Vanderbilt over Missouri. Wow. 83 people, 10% of the audience. So that's a lot more than I would have thought would have have picked it based on what had happened to the Commodores the two weeks prior. So congratulations to those people who had faith in the black and gold. Speaking of that, let's get to our recap. From our panel, Kelly Holcomb, the defending champion, who has had a very outstanding season so far defending the title, took Boston College from the ACC, three-and-a-half-point dog, playing at home against NC State, and they got it done, and they won going away, 45-24. to That is victory number six for Kelly Holcomb, and he gets to 30 points on the season. So, Kelly, your method has been very effective for you. Six out of eight weeks, you've got the winner. Yeah, but it's got to change now because silly yep. underdog picker over there. I mean, he's silly underdog. I mean, he's, this is what silly underdog is about. The guy has no clue. He's letting his girlfriend do it, and she's winning. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing. But first, let's get to the guy who had the second pick last week, Chase McCabe. He went with Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines, who were driving to tie the game in the final possession. Came up a buck short. They were nine-point dogs at Penn State. Known for the tag of not being able to win the big game on the road. Almost did it, but Chase, no points for a cover. The Wolverines yep. lose 28-21, and that puts Chase at 0-8. Yep, 0-8. Well, hey, at least he put out letters to all the parents that he's staying at Michigan. He's not going to the NFL. That's good. <laughs> so that's good. He's quieted all the rumors. Can we give Chase points for covering? <laughs> no points for covering. No. So, no. Chase, just your reaction as, Actually, as yes. The ball was yes. To the, to the I do. I would like zone. to second that. Yes, he should get the points for cover. Uh, no, 
No. Why, why do you second that at this point? Your, your motion has been denied. Because we will get to my review. So yes. oh, I second that. But, Chase, I just want to get the visual. You know, as the ball is floating through the air into the end zone to tie the game and it's knocked to the turf. And the celebration happens in Happy Valley. What, there what was, happened to uh, there was a There was a heavy sigh and then my head just dropped. And I said, that's my season. That's 0, for, 0 and 8 going for it. I am the Miami Dolphins of Silly and the Dog Pick. That's true. But, but in fairness, as I was with you Saturday night, you, you, you had no faith in that game. Penn State jumped out the 14 nothing lead, and you basically shut your computer down and was like, yep, another, another loss. That's not true. I actually checked the live money line to see what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Chris Sanders, the rookie. Hey. You might be able to tell by his mood that he hey, did well last week. He selected the down-and-out Vanderbilt Commodores coming wow. off of the 34-10 loss at home to UNLV. Yeah. Vanderbilt was a 21-point dog Woo! against Man Missouri, again. the 22nd-ranked team in the country, a no. team that was rolling 30 no. or more points for 11 straight weeks. No. Vanderbilt wins it 21-14. to They hold it to 14, and wow. Chris Sanders, already leading the competition coming in, goes to 4-4 four and four in the year, but he has got a whopping... 50 points, 5-0. I'm feeling good. Me and Derek Mason had a, a good conversation. Like, you know, when he did his interview, he said, not everybody can take this job. I said the same thing. Not everybody can make this pick. We'll take it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Chris Sanders oh. has got Stanford's win, 16-and-a-half over Washington two weeks ago, and then Ooh. the doors with 21. In so, fairness, I think I did say, Does anybody? did anybody else – have that, and I think we got crickets. So. We got crickets. <laughs> and he got 21 points. You got, got crickets, he points. got 21 points. And I just feel like singing. I want to do something. This, this feels good. So a 20-point bulge on the second-place contestant, was, Kelly Holcomb. That was something. You guys have some strategy to go over here. That brings us to Darren McFarland. He had the fourth uh, pick. Over. He went in a similar fashion, Purdue, going deep. <laughs> Against Iowa, 17-and-a-half-point dog. Respectable performance by Purdue, but they fell short. 26-20, to 20, no points for a cover. Darren, 0-8. I thought majority ruled. I think we just voted <laughs> for covers to count. This week. This week only. Just this, just this week. No. Uh, no. So, Darren, the Boilermakers. Uh, did you talk oh. to B-Hop? Were you, were you no. like, hey, did, did no. he give you a tip? Like, have we got a shot no. this week? Because they played pretty well. No, I, I just watched Iowa, and I, Iowa's their offense is awful. Good defense, awful, yeah. awful <laughs> offense. Well, B Hobbs on the monitor got a huge win. Yeah, that was Speaking quite the upset. Oh, let, in fact, we will look that up in a moment to see how many people had Illinois. Did anybody really pick Illinois? Come no. on. Um, looking at the official stats, six people really wow. six people did have Illinois. Wow, six people. Um. So less than 1% of the audience there. All right, let's move on. Nick Kale, also with the philosophy, need big points. He went with Herm Edwards, Arizona State Sun Devils, 14-point dog at Utah. They fell 21-3, to so Nick drops to 2-6. and six, And he is now in fourth place with 10.5 points. Herm Edwards once famously said, boys, hello, you play to win the game. Apparently, they didn't carry that message over last week. No, I like that pick, though. Yeah, we all said, hey, good pick. They're having a good year. They're having a good year. Uh, 
Then Demace. He went also to the Pac-12. Just trying to take incremental steps. He took UCLA, a three-and-a-half point dog at Stanford. And UCLA impressively went in there and won 34-16. to So Chip Kelly is having flickers of success there. Demace moves up a slot. He's at 3-5 and five on the year and is in third place now with 14 points. But he is still quite a ways behind his former teammate for the Titans, Chris Sanders. So Demace will have some catching up to do. Derek, your but thoughts. But he's moving forward. Demace. Thank you. Good job. Crickets. <laughs> Willie, back to you. <laughs> for week nine, Chase McKay will have the first pick. Trying to get a spark on the season. The leader, Chris Sanders, with 50 points, will pick second. Darren, third. Then Nick Kale will pick fourth, Derek Mason fifth, and then Kelly Holcomb, the defending champ, will have the sixth pick as he ponders his next move. This is the Silly Underdog Picks, brought to you by Volunteer Hose and Gasket on 102.5 The Game. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. In this world appear and the silly underdog picks. Presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. This is your commissioner speaking, Willie Donick here from Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. The competition has moved into week nine. Remember, you can play with us every week at thegamenashville.com and make your three picks. The competition after eight weeks has Chris Sanders, the rookie, vaulting into first and widening his lead. Thanks to the Vanderbilt Commodores. He's got 50 points. Kelly Holcomb in second, the defending champ with 30. Derek Mason with 14 is in third. Nick Kale, also from Morning Drive, is in fourth with 10 and a half. And then my co-workers, my co-hosts right here on Darren Donick and Chase, live from Pete and Terry's, a combined record of 0-16. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> hey. And better luck this We week. get the first round pick or the first overall well, pick. Well, it does so happen that Chase McCabe. We're, we're tanking for something. I don't know what, but we're tanking for something. Well, that brings us to the first pick of week nine, and that would be one Chase McCabe. Cause lonely guys never broke my heart. Lying down a range of football teams and torn this boy apart. Like a neon dream. All right, I got a lot of decisions here. Um, I mean, the beer cheese dog sounds really good. I thought about the tavern burger, the beef on weck. Uh, not your lunch order, Chase. You're not doing pick off the menu. Oh, the pick. Oh, oh, not I got to actually make a football Not your pick, order. Yeah. Not yeah. your lunch order. <laughs> All right. So, what is the line, by the way, on the beef on weck? Uh, it is uh, a heavy favorite. Heavy favorite. Uh, oh, heavy favorite. it's a heavy favorite. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. By Willie, it's like a 25. Well, you can't favorite. select that then because you cannot pick a favorite no. in our competition. Um,. I had this, I mean, listen, I, I've had people texting me like, hey, you should go with, you know, Indiana versus Nebraska or you know, some of these two and three point games. I'm like, guys, it, it, those do me no good. Like, I am dead last, 50 points back. A two point game might put me on the board, but I can't go that way. So I'm going to pick a game that will be played tomorrow night and go with Colorado, a 13 and a half point dog to USC. The Buffaloes at three and four on the season are indeed a thirteen and a half point dog playing against the four and three Trojans, who have been a very interesting team to watch. Jekyll and Hyde, capable of good things, but also 
as they have been the last few years, capable of being upset. There's no question about that. So interesting pick. Anyone have that? Uh, no. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Remember, too, earlier in the season, Chris Sanders got a big win with the Buffaloes yeah. when, when Nebraska shanked the last second field goal. There we go. All okay, right. Good stuff. That brings us to Chris Sanders, speaking of yes, sir. the Colorado Buffaloes. So Chris Sanders currently with 50 points. What's he going to do, a pick game? Let's see what he's got in <laughs> store now that he has a 20-point lead in the competition. So you win a big game and you change your music. He changed the song. Wow. He's changing the wow. winning game. Wait a minute. He's just toying with us. This is embarrassing. You're the one that wanted well, him a part of this competition. This is your fault. Hey, yeah, hey have you ever watched that, that movie Rush Hour when he said, can you believe the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to make this pick. It's, it's going to sound crazy. I don't even like to say the name. I'm going with Michigan State. Over Penn State. Oh. Mm. D-Mace just threw the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I, I can't even believe that's even coming out of my mouth. I mean, mm. I, I mean, I'm like choked up by even saying uh, Michigan something, whatever. That is going to be on ABC two thirty <laughs> yes, Saturday up in uh, East Lansing, Michigan hey, would State. Have your phones ready. Yeah. Have phones yeah. in hand when when the, when the game is playing, so I can call you guys and. <laughs> You'll get the same response you always get from me, voicemail. <laughs> D-Mace, did you throw the phone with that pick? Uh, no, I wasn't going to pick that game. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, okay. that, that's not going to do anything for me. Six points. Okay. Yeah, D-Mace is thinking he's still playing to win. Michigan State is a six-and-a-half-point home dog against James mm-hmm. Franklin's Penn State Nittany Lions, who continue to be unscathed on the season. Number six in the country now at 7-0. and That brings us to Darren McFarland for the third pick of Week 9. Indian Fever. It starts from the very first inning. Indian Fever. Each game is a brand new beginning. It's the hits, the homers, the double plays. Be a believer. That's the spirit with the Badgers. <laughs> gonna be a be, be a believer with the Badgers. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take Wisconsin. Wisconsin at the shoe, the horseshoe. Getting 14 and a half after they just got absolutely embarrassed by Lovey Smith, who looks like Santa Claus in Illinois. I cannot believe they lost in Champaign. What an embarrassment. But. And can we just for a second. They're pretty good. Can we just give Lovey Smith props for the beard? No. How, how, about, looks the, how about the beard looks that Lovey Smith is sporting? That is solid. I didn't know it was him. I know. I, mean, I know. It really, it, it really is. It is striking. Like you have to like. Who is. Oh, that's Lovey Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anybody think Wisconsin? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, I, w- I was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got to give him the puncher's no, chance. No, Kelly even said yes. I think okay. you got to give him the puncher's chance. Wisconsin is a 14-and-a-half point dog against the Buckeyes of Ohio State, who are 
getting a lot of love for their domination. Hey, they're better than Clemson. So they have been, maybe they're primed. Maybe they're ripe for the letdown, but we'll see. That brings us to Nick Kale with pick number four from week nine. <laughs> All right, boys. I feel like I had to dump those little three doors down because I think it's been since the last time three doors down had a smashing single success that I actually picked a stinking underdog that could win. So I figured it'd be very fitting. Now, Willie, can I get two numbers? I'm torn between two games. I'm going to go for the bigger number. Can you tell me what Illinois is getting and what Kentucky is getting? Illinois is Kentucky's a nine-and-a-half. Illinois is a nine-and-a-half oh. point dog. Kentucky's ten-and-a-half. Ten Kentucky half. is ten-and-a-half. Okay, I will go with Kentucky plus the ten-and-a-half under the hope that Missouri comes out totally deflated after losing to Vanderbilt. Okay, the Kentucky Wildcats are a ten-and-a-half point home dog against the Missouri Tigers, so Nick with the philosophy of not the angry bounce-back game, but kind of the hangover, we blew it game, and there's a carryover to the next week, whereas Kentucky, too. And that explains why I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've seen both work. So that's the home dog, Kentucky. That moves on to Derek Mason coming off a good win out west with the UCLA Bruins. Let's see what he's got this week. He is in third place. wanted to be, you know, somewhere in left field and play Boston College, but I'm not going to go that far. Um, give me Bowling Green. Whoa. All right. I was looking at that game because I have to look for big games. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. This is a big game. The Bowling Green Falcons are a 26-and-a-half-point dog on the road against Western Michigan. You've been scouting the Falcons? Wow. Falcons? You mean Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> the Bowling Green Falcons? The Bowling nah. Green Falcons. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, he used to have an eagle. Now he has a Falcon. Now okay. he's got a Falcon. Now he's got a Falcon. <laughs> there you go. So going to the MAC for the big points, twenty six and a half. What, Let's just play the fantasy. Action. If this hit, if any of these hit, like this is going to be a year we have never seen this many games, big lines hit. If this hits, right, we've uh, never I, had a year like this. I would say Chris Sanders with fifty points, and even Kelly with thirty. Uh, it, that's that's a high level. Uh, there have been well, some what, seasons. What, and where once the we winner. get to both, Derek this, what what does he get? I mean, what, well, what would he Derek do gets this, he's right back in the in the race here. That would put him at forty and a half. Right, that's what I'm saying. We've never seen. We've points had like let's this. just say we've had seasons where the winner has not had forty. We've oh, had yeah. seasons where the winner is yes. in the thirties. In the you so know, no one's ever low forties. No, no way. No, no. Maybe, no maybe way. sixty, sixty-five. Maybe at the no, most. I don't. I don't, even, so. I don't remember. It's even been no. sixty. All right, that brings us to Kelly Holcomb. He's going to have to go with a new strategy at some point here if he's going to catch up. He's been going with the short, steady gains, but he now twenty. Now he's now 
He's now 20 points behind Chris, Chris Sanders. Sanders has changed his offense so much. I saw where Kelly cut his fullback this week. So clearly <laughs> they're going to spread it out. That, that was a clue you saw. They're huh? going to go five wide. He cut his fullback, and I know he loves his fullback. So <laughs> Sanders has changed things. Country roads take you home to the place I belong, West Virginia. All right, guys, I've got two things. First of all, Commissioner, can you can you please find Chris Sanders some money while he's – I mean, you're you're announcing his name and he's talking the whole time through. Can you please – Can't go I mean, report. all he does is dead gum talk the whole time. Can you find him? We're trying to listen. Can you find him for that? And then he actually took – you know, I was going to try to chip away. He actually took my first pick with Michigan State. That's a good pick. Ooh. So, a compliment. endorsement. I like that. Wow. Yeah, so you like your pick, to too? Do this. I've got two picks in one team, I don't, and I've, I've taken them before, and it was one of the ones that I lost. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. I don't think this, I don't know if this has a chance or not because the SEC is wanting LSU Alabama to be undefeated. So, I'm going uh. to take Auburn. I'm going to say uh. they beat LSU. I was wondering if anybody I was wondered if anybody was going to take Auburn. I wondered. Auburn has looked good at times this year. They are a ten and a half point dog as the number nine team in the country at undefeated LSU. Uh, and I would like to tell Chris that it's not over just yet, there, homie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. A little smack talk. It's also the the theory of you know when LSU plays in the afternoon, maybe the crowd's not quite as uh, lubed up. Yeah. We'll that's, a, that's an age-old adage from yesteryear's silly underdog competitions. So Auburn is the pick. So those are your picks for week nine. So let's review the silly underdog picks presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Remember, you can play online at thegamenashville.com. Chase McCabe got it started. He goes out to Boulder, Colorado and selects the Buffaloes. Of the University of Colorado, 13.5-point underdogs against the Southern Cal Trojans. Chris Sanders, the story of the competition right now with 50 points, goes to the Big Ten and goes for a team that he does not like, the Michigan not State Spartans, he being the former Buckeye that he is. The Green is a 6.5-point dog against undefeated Penn State. Darren McFarland, also 0-8. Stays in the Big Ten and goes with the Badgers of Wisconsin, the Wounded Badgers, trying to bounce back from the huge upset at the hands of the Fighting Illini of Illinois. The Badgers are a 14-and-a-half-point dog at Ohio State against the undefeated Buckeyes. Nick Kale goes with the Kentucky Wildcats of the SEC. Ten-and-a-half-point dogs taking on Missouri, who is still stinging from the loss in Nashville last week as a three-touchdown favorite. Then Derek Mason, in third place right now, going big with the Bowling Green Falcons, who have won twice this season, but they're a 26-and-a-half-point dog at Western Michigan in the MAC. And there is no doubt about the fact that if the Falcons win, the Falcon will become Derek Mason's new 
official mascot going forward. <laughs> and and then finally, Kelly Holcomb, picking sixth, trailing by 20, goes with the Auburn Tigers, 10.5-point dogs on the road against undefeated LSU in the CBS 230 matchup on national TV. Once again, play online with us, thegamenashville.com. Make three picks a week. We've got the weekly prizes, a concert or a game pair of tickets. And, gentlemen, the picks are in. Good luck. Appreciate Thank you, guys. Commissioner. Right. Whatever. Whatever. Guys, have a great week. Best of luck yes, to everybody, sir. and we'll do it again next Thursday. Appreciate you, man. See you, fellas. Forever Titan, Chris Sanders, Kelly Holcomb, Derek Mason, Nick Kale. Good stuff. The picks are – look, in all seriousness, Chris has changed the competition. He's yes. forced everybody to uh, – you know, he's come out, hurry up offense, <laughs> spread – uh, and he's made everybody change how they go about their business. So I guess on one hand, you have to give him a little bit of credit. We just can't pick like we used to. All right, we'll come back. Elliot Friedman coming up at 1 o'clock. You're listening to Darren Donick and Chase on this Thursday afternoon, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Let's give away some Nashville SC tickets. Let's do that. Let's give away a pair of tickets. They've got a first-round matchup in their USL playoffs. It'll be this Saturday, First Tennessee Park. Tickets are now available at NashvilleSC.com. They found out their – I don't want to say fate. That doesn't, that's not the right word. They found out their opponent last night after uh, they won their game. So they have – is it, is it Charleston? Max, the Charleston, is it Charleston Battery, yeah. Yeah, Charleston I, Battery. They played, they played all the way through overtime into penalty kicks last night, so they played 120 minutes last night while Nashville was sitting at home. So or is that a hint that that could favor, that could help Nashville SC? Yes. There, there's a big, big advantage to the top two seeds, and Nashville is the second seed. Because they got to play teams on short rest from the play-in round. Seven through ten played last night. So they played a very long game last night. Charleston will come to town over at First Tennessee Park. So let's do this. For uh, in honor of the Predators having six goals against the Ducks on Tuesday night as we sit here at Pete and Terry's Tavern getting ready for the Predators in the wild tonight, let's do caller six. 737 1025. Caller six will win tickets to go to Nashville SC's playoff game over at First Tennessee Park on Saturday. So best of luck to you out there. Did you guys see this story? Florida AD Scott Strickland, right? Who you know? Yeah, I did see this. Pretty pretty interesting. Took to social media. Uh-huh. And a lot of times you cringe when you hear that, right? Like, why is the athletics director going on Twitter? Like, uh oh. Is he going after fans? <laughs> right. No. Like, what's no. he trying to do? Nope. He has gone. He has gone on Twitter to try to upgrade Florida's non-conference schedule. Like, yep. how interesting is that? So he wrote on Twitter that he is seeking additional home and home series with Power Five conference opponents, and so he sent out. A tweet it basically encouraging ADs at the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, saying, hey, get in touch with me. Let's do a home and home. So he doesn't have everybody's phone number? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, 
Willie, it's an it's, interesting it, strategy. I, I, I kind of think I like it. Is, I, it, is he I, trying I, to slip into some DMs? <laughs> no, this is just a tweet. I, it's it was right. This was just an, a tweet. Like at first, honestly, I didn't see it at first. I I knew the story when I saw it. So if I would have just seen Scott Strickland's tweet and not known the backs, I would have been like, yeah, like his account's been hacked. Like something like that's a fake. Right, Scott Strickland account. Like, uh, no, no AD gets on Twitter and says, "Hey, <laughs> hey, who wants to play us? Who wants to play? Let's do some home and homes." So, you know, they opened up their season this year against Miami, Florida, and Orlando. And so, by the way, it was pretty interesting. They haven't played a true non-conference road game outside of the state of Florida. anybody, anybody guess? The last time they did that? Yeah, the last time they a did that. A true road game. This has been thrown, if you notice, every year at the beginning of the year, they throw they like to throw this Florida thing out there. So it's been out there. Right. But, but I wonder if you but remember. But there's a reason for that because they play Florida State every year. So or it's Miami. not like they're – well, they haven't played Miami that much, but they yeah. play Florida State every year. So that's Well, yeah, um, but, but even when they – even if they do, they stay in the state of Florida. Right, right. So it's out of the state. Right. The last time they did a true – Non-conference road game outside the state. I would say going back to Spurrier. Yeah. Spurrier had one, huh? 1991. 1991. Okay, let me think of who that would be. Uh, Syracuse? Yes. Hmm. Yes. I remember that game. And yes. they won or lost that game. They might have lost that game. I don't remember. That was the Shane. Because that was early in his tenure. That was right? the Shane Matthews. Oh, they were good. Just, they were very good. Florida. But so was Syracuse. Syracuse was, I think, was pretty good back then. Yeah. That was the carry. I remember that game. Because, like you said, they play Florida State every year. So, yeah, 1991. <laughs> so, obviously, Spurrier, after that game, said, forget this. The fact that he we're got. We're not doing res- this anymore. <laughs> he got responses, though. That, that's No, the best he part. did. And I do wonder, Clemson's AD yeah. did respond to the tweet saying, hey, let's do this. Now, of course, did he say, I don't, know if don't he, you have my phone number? Well, no, he was like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> but he's like, let's do this home and home in 2037, 38. Follow me back. <laughs> so right. it's like, you know, that's the problem is yeah. a lot of these guys, they have all this stuff figured up. For right. a long time, so and by the way, he took too a shot. Late. He took a shot at LSU too. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, the original. He Death goes, Valley. "Let's do the home and home," and of course, at the original Death Valley, <laughs> the original home stadium, Death Valley. So a little Good shot stuff. at LSU. Good stuff. So yeah, he actually got people responding. So I do wonder what will come of this, and I wonder why. Like why now? Like yeah. why is Florida trying to do this? I, got me. Look, it's. I, I I would love to see more of this. I mean, not necessarily on Twitter, but I would love to see, you know, these teams get together and play more of these out-of-conference Power 5 games and less of the, especially earlier in the season. I know some do, but the cupcake games that you just have no interest in. I mean, I, I listen, I understand it's big for some of those small programs to go and play and uh, at, at the big stadiums against the Power 5, but... We we want it. We want to see good competition too. And it does it at least for the moment? Because, like you said, this these games may not take place for another seven, right. eight, nine years. But 
is this a shot at Florida State almost? Like, no. the perception of Florida yeah. State's a little different? Do you, you want to know what? Because remember, Steve Spurrier said, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. By the says. way, did you see the we last? We play Florida State every year, so don't talk to me about not scheduling anybody. Did you see Florida State's last home game? Did you look at the stadium? No. no. Holy crap. It's getting, it's getting oh, dire, huh? Oh, my gosh. Sections everywhere. Not a soul in them. Not good. No, you He's know what my first fired. thought was? My first thought was, what have we talked about? What do we talk about a lot on this show? Attendance? Yeah. 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 It's getting Everybody harder. Did. So when you schedule, you know, Western Michigan at your place in September, guess what? That's, well, they had, that's what you're going to get. The, so the, you the get, Towson game, there was nobody there. Right. They, you they get, played you Towson. You get Power 5. It was brutal. Not, so but maybe you, it's trying to beef up so they can attendance. If you kicked off the season with Clemson coming to the Swamp or Florida going to Death Valley, I mean, that's a game. That's that's you're going to have both yeah, fan bases yeah, travel. But nope. then, then you're trying to get into the playoffs, and you're nine and three. Well, well, I mean, I, but it can work both ways. I'm can. just saying, I understand both sides of it, and Nick Saban seems to have hit that groove. Congratulations, Michael in White Bluff. Michael was lucky caller six. Apparently, a lot of you wanted to go to this playoff game because you blew up the phone lines. Michael was lucky caller six in White Bluff. Go enjoy and root on Nashville SC in their playoff game Saturday over at First Tennessee Park. Back to wrap up the third hour next. Remember David Poyle every Tuesday at 11.15. Elliot Friedman coming up at 1 o'clock. His weekly with us from Sportsnet. We're very excited about that. So that's coming up at 1 o'clock as we sit here. you got to pay attention during that, too. Pete and Terry's Tavern. Remember, we've told you. Got to listen to that interview because following that interview, we're going to ask you a question, something that came out of that interview after the Elliott Freeman interview, and give you a chance to call in and win tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. But Did you guys see which game it is this week? Blackhawks. Oh, that's Ooh. Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday the 29th. All Big right. One. Big one for sure. So there you go. Even more incentive for you to be listening to Elliott Freeman at 1 o'clock. Because when we ask that question after the interview, tickets for the Predators Blackhawks here Tuesday night, October 29th, is on the line. There you go. Excited about that. Yeah, that'll be so fun. we got into a little bit early, and we're going to we'll talk uh, obviously more about the Predators Wild matchup coming up in the fourth and final hour. But we were talking about some of the news Coming out of the Titans facility where Ryan Suckup is back, and it looks like he is very, very close to returning. He's not eligible until after this game against Tampa, but that could be a boost for them. But they've got a, a tough game. This this Bucks game is not going to be easy because they're going to be desperate. They're, they do not want to dig the hole that the Chargers have just dug themselves after the loss. Now L.A. is 2-5, and five, a team that won 12 games last year and now – they're going to have to figure it out in a hurry, or they're not going to be playing any January football out in Los Angeles. Their, their season is going to be over. Uh, they have a couple more hiccups, and good luck with that. And Tampa doesn't want to be in that same situation. The problem, especially when you're in that division, right? I mean, Carolina doesn't lose with Kyle Allen. But they'll have their hands cut out for them, or their work cut out for them this week, their hands full, if I could say it right, out in San Francisco. But New Orleans keeps winning, so that division outside of Atlanta – who's just a dud, um, they have to keep up. So it's going to be a desperate game for the Bucks. And then, of course, what we've talked about. 
can Ryan Tannehill follow up? What does game two look like? We now know what game yeah. one looks like because we did all that last week. Like, what is it going to look like? Well, we saw it. Looked pretty darn good. Okay, is it look pretty darn good again? The next start, or is you know he's take a step back? What what is it going to look like for that second game against a Bucks defense? You can have success against. Let's just see if they can do it. Outstanding rush defense for the Bucks, and as we know, the pass protection for the Titans has been shaky. So I think that's where I start is to see if they can continue to get those tough yards with Derrick Henry to set some things up. The other thing that comes to mind for me is just simply now that there's a there's a game tape on Ryan Tannehill, you know, with a game plan in there. You know, now, now what, five quarters, five and a half quarters? Right. What tendencies have defensive coordinators picked up? Uh, and so what will Todd Bowles gain from that? And, and so what adjustments do then the Titans get off uh, – of that, right? Hey, I know we're doing this, but now here we're going to hit them with that. that. That's that's the cat and mouse game that happens every week, right? Well, and I and I don't think you should underestimate Todd Bowles either. I know it didn't end well he's in, good. in New York as a head coach, but he's a pretty darn good defensive coordinator. And as you mentioned, he's got he's got some tools he can use in Tampa. The thing that stood out to me with Tannehill is, you know, and we've heard pl- players say this, and I've been reading about it, is just the trust that he has with the receivers and the receivers have with him. A.J. Brown was extremely complimentary of Ryan Tannehill saying in the huddle he's the general. And I think that was something that we've talked about with Marcus that it didn't always feel that way. And I think Ryan Tannehill has come in here and and taken command of that huddle and now is on the same page. I mean, you saw it last week. He spread the ball around. It wasn't just, you know, to A.J. Brown or to Corey Davis. I mean, he had a ton of of weapons to use, and he used all of them. So – I think that's that's going to be a positive, but Willie, I'm with you. You know how much is out there now? How much has has Tampa Bay game plan to know his tendencies, and how much are they going to be able to expose that? All right, we will come back with Elliot Friedman. We'll talk some hockey with him to kick off the fourth and final hour of Darren Donick and Chase. That's next.